Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we discuss what it is that can break our spirits and how to develop a tough spirit. You, you are, that's not my part. No. Uh, you are listening live, ladies and gentlemen, from probably a few days ago to figure it out with James, Monty, myself, Cal, Maxwell. We're a little bit of a traveling show this week, folks, as we are coming to you live from my parents' basement in Asheville, North Carolina. And before we go any further, I just do want to clarify that we're in my parents' basement by choice. Not because we're low lives. Mm, love your parents. Love your basement. Yeah, great. A lot of great memories here. A lot of holes in the walls. Great stuff. Um, we're excited. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show this week. We've got a great one planned for you. Um, hopefully, you tuned into last week's shows. We got a great, great reviews all around from that show. Um, we got a lot of great comments on Hamza's interview. So thank you to Hamza again for that. Um, but you know what? I think we're just ready to get into the bottom shelf briefing, James. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's not stall any longer. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and because we're in my parents' basement this week, we, they are so generous and kind. They opened up their liquor cabinet to us. Um, so that's where we're getting our bottom shelf briefing from this week. So James, what are we working with here? And that thing is stocked hard. Their liquor cabinet. Yeah. I mean, that's my where mom, we want to be someday. Yeah. She said, she actually said, she's like, you know, this would be a great place to have the apocalypse because we have, we're up on a mountain. We have guns, and we have a lot of alcohol. And I said, what more could you want? We have Deep Eddie Ruby Red, Austin, Texas, real genuine grapefruit, handcrafted in the smallest of batches, uh, 70 proof, so 35% alcohol. So, any comments on it? Yeah, I will say I have tried this one before, and it is absolute gas. Um, when you put it in, if we're talking about what we can mix it with, uh, my mom makes a great mixed drink of tonic water, crushed ice, this guy, and lime. I mean, absolute gas. Liquid gas. Liquid gas. So it's it's really good. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a high rating here. So Ready to get into it? Yeah. Well, let's smell test. What's your thoughts? Okay. Um, you get a lot of grapefruit at first. You do get a lot of grapefruit. There's really – and then a, a tinge of the alcohol mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Um, but Ooh. it, it – might burn your nose here a little it bit. It does not cut that deep at all, not I don't really. think. Uh, I think it'll be a really good one. All right. So, I'll drink it. to that. Ooh. I mean. Daddy butter. Yeah. I, again, I'm a huge fan of this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's phenomenal. I said, I think I said on a few weeks ago when we tried the apple brandy that I wasn't a huge fan of sweet liquors or whatever. Um. This one I'm a huge fan of. It's mm-hmm. not too sweet, Mm-mm. but you definitely taste the fruity aspect of mm-hmm. it. It's, you, it's making us realize that you really do get your bang for your buck with some of these bottom mm-hmm. shelves because this is a step up for sure. Yeah. How much was a handle? This guy anywhere from I think about 25 to 28 bucks depending that's on where you go. So not terrible. That's really not. Yeah. And like I said, a little tonic water, ice, lime, liquid gas. God. Yeah. So what are, what are we thinking on the rating scale? And rating again, scale. Yeah. Tell us about our rating scale. Rating scale. Um, one being absolutely the worst thing you want to do, like slide down a, a slide. Full alcohol. of razor blades That's, into a pool of alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Right. 
got that one wrong. Um, and tin being just a cloud of alcohol that you just want to enjoy and mm. and ride it through the sunset. And this so. this is great during sunsets. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is this is one of my favorites, man. That is huge coming from Calvert. He's it very is. strict. I I'm gonna go go seven point eight. That's solid. Mm-hmm. That's solid. I just I think it is, in my opinion, by far the best we've tried. So that's an show. aggregate score of eight point four. That's got to be the highest by far. That was good math, quick math. Yep, I got you. Studying for the that's GRE. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff. So again, what's this guy called? Deep Eddie's Ruby Red, the deepest of Eddie's. Um, <laughs> great, grapefruit flavored vodka um, from Austin, Texas. A lot of good things come out of Austin, Texas, by the way. I really do. Um, Handcrafted small batches, so yeah, and you're supposed to shake it. It says on the back, "Shake well." Interesting, mm-hmm. like a shake weight. <laughs> Love those. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's probably the best bottom shelf briefing tasting we've had so far, by, by far, in yeah. my opinion. Awesome. All right, so let's move into uh, some of our questions. We've got we've got an interesting, a little bit of a, a hot debate, I guess you could mm. say, or just a constant debate um, in America. Uh, Peter from Albuquerque says, "Hey guys." Me and my friends were having the discussion, which is better, pancakes or waffles? Peter has submitted some good questions. We, we don't put them all up, but <laughs> yeah. Peter, keep doing what you're doing in Albuquerque. Um, you want me to start this one off? Yeah, go for it. So I'm going to take the side of pancakes. And really, this is one of those where I can go back and forth at times, and it depends on the mood. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, the mood for me is pancakes. I guess my opening argument is there's a pancake day. Mm. Is there a waffle? Day? I have no idea, but I know there's a pancake yeah, day for I sure. No, I hot made that pretty, pretty famous. Clear. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. If I have to go waffles. Okay. I had Waffle House last week, I think, and it just is so good to me. Just I don't. It's something about the kind of the crispiness of the waffle. Waffle mm-hmm. House doesn't have the crispiest waffles, but yeah. um, it's just something like when you get a great Belgian waffle, it's crispy, mm-hmm. and you get the syrup in there, kind of sog it down a little bit. What a treat. I will say, I've, the waffles having the little individual holes that syrup can fits in, you got that. I'll give mm-hmm. it to you. Right. But pancakes, you can make them any way you want. They can be berries. They can be chocolate chip. You can make banana foster. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, anything you want to do, you can make it. They're versatile. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. I mean, it, if you put like some strawberries on top of waffle, I don't okay. really. You can do a chocolate chip waffle. You could, you? yeah. You can yeah. do that. Waffle yeah. House has that, yeah. Yeah, they do. I love Waffle House, i got to be honest. It's kind of one of my guilty pleasures. But, yeah, it's, so you're... It's tough, though. It is tough. It is there. It's kind of gross, but it's kind of gross, kind of kind of good. So, um, you're going to go with wa- or pancakes on that one? Well, tell me this. Would you rather lay in a bathtub of pancakes or waffles? <laughs> I feel like pancakes would be a little softer. Exactly. But... I don't know. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a fair fair point. You guys think about it. Let us know what you think. Maybe DM us or something. Yeah. See if there's a point of argument that we missed. But I, I don't know. I think yeah. we're split on this one. Yeah, absolutely. And again, guys, please remember to submit what we call our nudes of the day to our Instagram at figureitout underscore podcast. They can be funny questions, lighthearted, or they can be super serious. Um, and our nude of the day is where we take a topic and we get super um, – we expose ourselves vulnerable. on this topic. Vulnerable. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Um, and that's that's great. So continue to send those in, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, so are we ready to get into our nude of the day? Let's do it. All right. So our nude of the day comes from someone that I have known for a very long time. 
and by very long time, I mean my whole life because it's my sister. Um, so Christina, my sister from New York City, shout out, um, she sent us a question and she says, how do you develop a tough spirit? When things in life are brutal, how do you stay strong instead of becoming anxious or weak or thrown around by circumstances? That's another deep one. This right is there. another deep one. We're going to get deep, guys. Yeah. Um, and I, again, that's kind of the purpose of the new of the day. Um, but I thought it would be interesting first. James, tell us what spirit means. Yeah, guys. Once again, let me just say you're going to want to grab your floaties because we are getting deep. Um, but yeah, so yes. start out spirit. I, I just looked it up online, did a simple little Google. And it says spirit comes from the Latin word for breath. And like breath, spirit is considered a fundamental part of being alive. So, and then it says, if someone tells you they have a sagging spirit, that means your life force seems to be missing. Oof. That's, that hurts. That's probably one of the worst things you could tell somebody. <laughs> I, I really think so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. So I think, I think first, um, one thing we can do is look at what prevents us from creating a strong spirit and what actually breaks our spirit. Mm-hmm. So there are two things that come to mind when I, when I was thinking about this question, um, and that is grief and trauma. So these things, to quote the prophet Thanos, mm-hmm. that says, um, I'm an inevitable. Mm-hmm. These grief and trauma are inevitable in our lives. Um, so for, for the purpose of this podcast, grief is going to be something we consider that is something in your life that happens to you um, outside of your control. So that could be, I think, one of the main things we think of is like the death of a family member or something like that. Uh, Maybe getting laid off from your job, that creates grief. Those are things that happen to you outside of your control. Now, trauma is created by things people have done to you. Mm. So I think there's a little bit of a distinction there that we look at. But trauma could be something that is brought forth by a, you know, even something like, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you, right? Mm-hmm. And that can create some trauma. We can get even deeper, more serious and um, say trauma is something that can be mental, physical, emotional abuse by another person. It's something that someone has done to you specifically that has led to hurt. Mm-hmm. So James, what does grief and trauma lead to? Yeah, guys. So if you stay with the suffering, that really is the result of grief and trauma, um, kind of the lasting effects and how you take care of body. But they, and that's probably when you're going to find somebody at their weakest point in their life. Um, but suffering will help lay the groundwork for a better you. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. But that really is the first step to moving on. And everybody has to do it. You cannot skip this step. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the first step to. Yeah, and I think too, it, it kind of, in a lot of ways, is up to you how long that step lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think how you handle that suffering, because again, it is inevitable along mm-hmm. with grief and trauma, but how you handle that is up to you. I guess there's a line when, where it, where it still is healthy and we all have to go through it, but then there's that when you cross it, it's kind of unhealthy and it really affects you moving on to mm-hmm. something better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so now that we know what breaks down our spirits, when we're in that suffering stage, James, what, what are some of the steps that we can take to create take what has been destroyed, what has been ruined, and create a foundation for a strong spirit. Yeah, guys, one of the biggest things, and this is with anything in life, but it's just having a community of people around you. Um, They may know what's going on, they may not, but really the only way to get through this, and I know it's tough with COVID going on, but we need people around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to quote a biblical tidbit for us? Yeah, so there was a biblical tidbit that we addressed on what, episode two maybe? Mm -hmm. Um, But in the Bible... um, 
it says that um, when God had created Adam, he looked at Adam and noticed it was not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. That's a huge important biblical tidbit because um, I think that's really uh, applicable to anybody's life. Um, when you get by yourself, you start to think a lot on your own. You start to slip into some, you know, your mind starts racing on worse um, case scenarios and things like that. So you really need to have that community around you, those people that love you, support you, and speak truth into your life. Because to be honest, your feelings will lie to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a tough thing that people struggle to understand. I know I certainly do sometimes, but your feelings will lie to you. So when you need the people there in your life to surround you with love and support and speak truth in your life. Even when when it can be some tough love sometimes. Yeah. I was going to say the negative thoughts, they really can exacerbate the suffering in a way that's, that's really, it's tough to deal with. And, and don't think because with being quarantined right now that there still aren't ways to get out there, you know, different programs like Google Hangout and Zoom allow for people to still meet up with each other. Mm -hmm. um, you can meet up in person responsibly and still hang out with each other. Yeah, you gotta so, you gotta have that community there. Yeah. Um, so another great um, way to build a strong spirit. So again, if you're in that suffering phase um, that we all go through at some point in our life, um, you've got to find a purpose outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, one of our or our big purpose is our faith in God, right, and in Jesus Christ. Um, so that's that is our thing. Um, that we find our purpose in and that gives us a hope for the future and things like that as well. Um, but, you know, maybe your purpose can be something that you're called to do on this earth. Um, whether, you know, you believe in a God or not, you can still find a purpose on this earth. Um, you know, that could be helping a certain social issue that we see about. James and I have a huge heart for um, the community of people with disabilities and special needs. I think that's one of my purposes on this earth is to um, help support and love and grow that community. Um, and so when you realize, I think one of the toughest things in life really is to understand it's not about you, right? So it's natural to go through suffering when we come from grief and trauma, but you got to realize life is not about you. And that is one of the toughest steps. I know I kind of went through that phase. I'd say probably sophomore year in college. And I was like, man, like, you know, I've been just all about myself for a while now. And it's time to start loving other people and doing things for other people. When you accept that truth, that opens the floodgates mm -hmm. for just so much positive impact. But also, it takes so much pressure off of you. You know, it's like, you know what? Yes, this thing happened in my life. I'm going to go through the proper mourning, the proper suffering. But there's going to be that point when I'm done with that. And I'm like, you know what? Now it's time to get back to action. It's time to serve that purpose in my life. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have a purpose outside of yourself. Yeah, well, all right, guys, that's the show. <laughs> uh, you want to go into outlets now? Yeah, well, yeah, go tell us, tell us a little bit about outlets. Okay, um, so outlets, Cal kind of said, it, it's kind of involved in finding your purpose in life. Like like Cal said, Jesus Christ is, is something that's always on our side, and we always have him there with us. Um, but it's, it's important to find an out, something that get involved with. Um, I know for me, an outlet, and it really has helped being in COVID, honestly, but it's spending time with my family. Um, I've learned that there's so many things in this life that are important to me, career, um, my faith and stuff like that. But, you know, being locked up with my family has, has really shown me that I never spent that much time, um, you know, through college and high school with them. And I'm glad I've had that time now to spend with them, but that's really been out for me to forget things like that. So, yeah, that's great. I, I think that's one for me as well. And I think too, to add on to that. An outlet can be something as simple as working out. So I obviously with gyms closed, that can be a little tough right now, but I love getting after it, you know, snorting some pre-workout and just hitting it hard, not actually snorting it, but you get what I'm saying. But, you know, just something to kind of get your mind up thing, help, help you relieve some stress, you know, whether that's somebody you vent to through your family or friends, 
or get you know getting a great workout in, getting out some of that frustration, some of that suffering that's going on. Um, yeah, it's really important to find that outlet. Um, and so, you know, finding a community and a purpose and an outlet that can really help strengthen and develop a tough spirit that when times get really tough, you have those things to fall back onto. Um, because again, those are inevitable in our lives. Suffering is inevitable, inevitable, mm. and we're going to have to really get through that. So James, you've, you've kind of ha- gone through a little bit of suffering lately. Tell us how, what that has looked like for you and how you've been kind of able to work through that, through some of these things. Yeah, guys, for me, um, I, to be honest, I did not think this was going to be that big of a deal, but growing up, I guess it was in, when I was in fourth grade, uh, my family got a dog, um, and it was our childhood dog. His name was Tucker, golden retriever. Love you, buddy. I know you're up there waiting for me to come to the gates for heaven for you. Um, but yeah, he had been with us for 13 years, which is pretty, it's a long time for a golden retriever because they experience a lot of problems on early on. Uh, but he started to slow down towards the latter part of my college career. And I still didn't really think about starting to move on without him. Um, but really, about a couple weeks ago, there was one week where it just all kind of hit him hard. He could not walk anymore. We had to start helping him just carry him outside. And he's 80 pounds, so it was tough to do with, deal with. Um, and we kind of all came to the decision that it probably was best to, you know, time to put him down. Um, I just, I hated seeing him struggle that much. So I knew it was the best thing to do. Um, so we called a person up to come humanely put him down. Never been through that process at all. Um, she was, the doctor was super nice about it. She came over to our house, um, and Tucker was on the porch for his last couple, uh, minutes being with us. And I gave him a couple of his favorite treats that I would eat. It was my cereal that I ate every morning and he'd always have some. So, um, the toughest part really at the time was that he was shaking. So he knew something was about to go on. Um, and, and that really was the toughest part, but he, he was put down and I'll tell you what, after immediately after the doctor said, um, he stopped breathing. I, it just all hit me like a wave of emotion. Um, my whole family was there. We were all crying. Um, and then we just had to carry him out to her car and, and he would, he would be cremated for us. I know this is really tough for y'all to hear, but, um, and, and so I, I really never thought, you know, I, I've, I've heard about people losing their childhood pets and that, that is tough, but I, I never really realized how much he impacted our life until he wasn't there anymore. Um, but, and, and so for me personally, that was the grief and trauma that I experienced. Um, the suffering, to be honest, that, that very day that it happened, I, I really questioned like, what, what do I do next? What I, I don't know how to move on without him, which was crazy to think. Um, cause he was just there everywhere I went. He was there outside playing with me. He was inside chilling with me while I was doing work. Um, so I, I just didn't know what to do next. So I'd say up for a solid week. I just kept questioning things like, what do I do now? And, and that all went into the suffering. Um, but, but after that, I, I kind of realized, okay, at, at some point, it's, it's getting unhealthy to keep thinking about him like this. Um, it's time to move on. And like Cal said, I started, I started working out more, getting my mind off it, um, spending time with my family, which also goes into the community speaking together. Me, my brother, my mom, my dad, and my brother's girlfriend, we would text, maybe talking about Tucker, talking about some of our family favorite mem- memories with him. Um, we made a little photo album and stuff like that, but, but just all keeping each other's backs and making sure everybody's, you know, still hanging in there for every day. So that, that was the community that we all needed. Um, and then my outlet was just being that much closer with family and friends. And, and my brother said it best. Um, you don't, you don't really realize how, how important your family is until you lose one of them. Um, and, and, and so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, I, I've gone through, uh, 
it's kind of a similar situation. You know, my grandfather passed away, grandmother passed away in the in the past, and I think that exactly what you said is what a lot of people go through when they lose a pet or lose a family member, or something like that. There's kind of that questioning phase, and that's that's part of that suffering that we talked about. So that's a great point of how you. Um, went through a little bit of suffering, but were able to use those tools that we talked about to, to develop a tough spirit. Um, and, and I think, you know, just again, reinforcing that purpose helps us get outside of ourselves. It helps us see the bigger picture um, and how we're here on this earth to make a big impact um, on others as well. So that's a, that's a great point. May Tucker rest in peace. He was a cutie, great dog, um, and we will miss him dearly. That is for sure. Um, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much wraps it up. I think that's a great, those are some great tips. And again, guys, this, the suffering looks different for everybody. Um, you know, if you guys are going through a period of suffering, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, how we can be thinking about you, praying for you, things like that. Um, cause it's not easy. You know, it's easy to, we talked about wisdom comes from life's toughest, toughest experiences. Um, and this is one of those things that we can give you guys these tools that we've been able to use in our lives. But at the end of the day, you got to go through this for yourself. Um, so just remember that um, we're here to help and support any way we can moving forward. Um, but next week, it's interesting because my sister Christina talked to, or asked the question for the show this week. She's going to actually be our guest for next week's show. She has just a beautiful story that's a tearjerker for sure about um, she works with cancer patients who are children. Mm-hmm. And she has just a, a very tough but beautiful story of one of her pac- patients who passed away. Um, a little bit ago and just how she was able to deal with that and how she still keeps a great close relationship with the family and the siblings um, of her um, young patient Mariah at the time. So she's going to share that story. I think it's going to tie in beautifully with what we talked about today and how to develop that tough spirit. Um, But guys, we just want to encourage you to, again, um, take that suffering, guys. Find a community that speaks some truth into your life. Find those people around you who love you and support you. Find that purpose outside of yourself, whether that's your faith, whether that's somewhere on this earth you can make an impact. And then find that outlet, like we talked about, somewhere to kind of get your mind off of things, something that you enjoy, something that you love, and something that you can look forward to. So with that being said, um, our charity of the month, James, you want to touch base on that? Yeah, guys, we talked about it last week with Hamza, great guy on the show. Um, the charity month, and it will be on our Instagram for y'all to reach out to, but it is Moan Relief. Um, that's something that uh, Homs is passionate about. Um, it will help the cause in Hammond going on right now. Um, so that'll be our charity month for maybe the next week or so. Um, yeah. And then we'll get into another one after that. But please, please, please go check it out. Check out the crisis going on in Yemen. And the, donate those yeah, uh, $5. $5, yeah. Um, what, what is $5? $5. That's, that's like half a bag of Jack Link's beef jerky at Walmart. So, And that's that's massive. Wow. Yeah. Beef jerky is expensive. It, it really is. The bag is not that big at all. Um, really good quality stuff. I love it, but I don't buy it. I feel like you don't get a ton in the bags You either. don't. You don't. Then you, you got three pieces, and then you get that little salt bag at the very end. And you're like, well, can I even eat this? <laughs> so you can either take $5 and... Add five more to that and get some beef jerky, or you yeah. can take five dollars and help feed some children that are really suffering. So, yeah, no choice, pressure. Yeah, the choice is yours. But if, if you choose, you know, the beef jerky, you can just stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, five dollars to Mona Relief. Um, would really appreciate that, guys. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. We're thinking about you. We love you. We're praying for you. Be sure to send us your nudes of the day. And we're so excited to see you guys next week. Hey, you think I was going to say don't send us your nudes, but actually do send them. Yeah, questions.